This is the You Say Say, eight minutes with an Army aviation subject matter expert. Let's fly with the topic, the NCOA Rucker experience. I'm Sergeant First Class Daniel Dart. I'm the 15 Quebec Senior Small Group Leader. Sergeant First Class Anthony Graham. I'm the 15 Whiskey, 15 Charlie Senior Small Group Leader. This is Sergeant First Class Hermer Cortez, 15 Papa Small Group Leader. What are the procedures for reporting to the NCOA at Rucker? All right, so as you know, uh, COVID-19 is a factor right now. So what we do is we have the soldiers initially report to Building 315, uh, where they receive their in-processing paperwork for the post. They'll also go over to Lister to receive their initial uh, COVID screening. Um, once they're done with that, they'll call their uh, small group leader, who will then give them further instructions to in-process in their rooms, conduct the uh, packing layout, and any other uh, necessary paperwork that is required for the academy specifically. What are some of the events or requirements for an NCO attending ALC or SLC at the Aviation Branch Academy? Uh, we have a couple of events uh, at the NCO Academy. The required events that every student will conduct, uh, the four-mile run assessment, the six-mile ruck assessment, uh, the ACFT as well. Then we have a couple of elective uh, events that students can uh, participate in, the Iron Sergeant, the Iron Squad, we also have the Leadership Award, the Commandant's Inspection, and the Writing Award. At ALC, what can a sergeant expect to be evaluated on? This is Sergeant First Class Dart. It's no longer like it was uh, like five years ago where you just kind of showed up to the academy, participated, and you would uh, pretty much be guaranteed to pass. Um, you really have to think outside of the box and use your critical thinking abilities. Um, we really assess the soldiers on their physical fitness, not necessarily just those events that Sergeant Graham was just talking about, but can you lead a rigorous PT event uh, that will give the soldier a good workout, but prevent injury at the same time? You also are assessed on your leadership abilities. Once the soldiers arrive to the academy, they receive a uh, leadership position or an additional duty, uh, such as S1 NCOIC, S3 NCOIC, and they're evaluated on their abilities to act as leaders and to go above and beyond the requirements that are outlined uh, once they arrive at the academy. Uh, soldiers are also evaluated on their ability to think creatively and critically um, and it, when it comes to a complex problem. They won't be able to use their normal uh, problem-solving skills that they get at the unit. They really need to adapt and overcome and develop their own leadership techniques and strategies while they're at the academy. Um, we're also testing them on their knowledge retention. So they'll receive blocks of instruction uh, depending on what MOS they're in, and they need to be evaluated and passed with a minimum score of 70%. Uh, to become successful throughout the course. And we're also uh, assessing them on the ability to uh, complete critical tasks. So as we all know, um, the CMF has certain tasks that are outlined throughout the MOS, and we need to have the ability to um, not necessarily adapt and train to those tasks, but we also need to understand why they're important and relevant to our jobs as we transition into a large-scale combat environment, and that's what they're assessed on. At SLC, what can a staff sergeant expect to be evaluated on? This is First Class Cortez. At SLC, the students um, are expected to be evaluated on the LRM, the leader attributes and competencies, and how can they adapt to different type of problems. When they arrive, they will get assessed on high and weight. They will get assessed in multiple physical fitness challenges, as well as their ability, writing ability, their poorly speaking skills, and the ability to lead at the senior level. What can be done to prepare for ALC and SLC? All right, Sergeant First Class Graham here. 
So NCOs can prepare for ALC by maintaining and improving their fitness, physical fitness levels. Uh, being physically fit basically sets the tone for everything that we do in the Army. Also, thoroughly reading their welcome letter and paying attention to the details. They're generally sent out 30 days prior to report date, so too many students bypass the information contained in that welcome letter, which is critical to their success here at the academy. And I would say having an open mind, because students will learn a lot, not only from the SGLs, but from their peers as well. I'm starting first class dart. Um, just to add on top of what's our first class Graham just said, um, one of the biggest things we have an issue with, it's kind of a rash, is soldiers showing up without the full packing list. Um, we outline what is required for you to bring to the school. Uh, so it's on you to actually come to school with all of the required equipment. Our first class Graham here. Uh, basically, when students come to the academy, they should be prepared to conduct themselves as professional non-commissioned officers. We also have the peer eval. So while you're in the classroom and outside of the classroom, you're constantly being evaluated. You cannot fail SLC or ALC from the peer eval solely. Uh, they like to call it the trifecta. Uh, you're evaluated on your character, your leadership and your presence, uh, as well as the peer eval. So to fail and no-go that block, it is a trifecta. You have to not perform your leadership duty. You have to be rated low by your classmates or your peers and you have to not uphold the standard, the Army values. What advice do you have for future students? This is Las Cortez. I advise for future students to start working on the police speaking skills, as well as uh, taking classes, APA format, prior they arrive to the academy, so they can be better success throughout the course, as well as the ability to being able to win or compete for the writing award. Our first class Graham here. I would say the discipline aspect. Um, you have to be disciplined. You're coming to an NCO uh, PDS, especially if you're coming for an SOC, you're trying to become a senior leader. So discipline is very big. We shouldn't, as SGLs, have to remind you what the basic standard is uh, in the Army. You should be enforcing that at your home station. It's our first class dart. Um, I think that one of the biggest thing that I noticed that soldiers aren't really doing is asking questions. If you don't understand the assignment, if you don't understand the directions that are outlined to you, ask the questions. The SGLs are trained and that is their job is to answer your questions and make sure that you fully understand what's being asked of you. Hey, it's our first class, Graham again. Uh, networking. Networking is very important while you're here. Network with your peers from the other MOSs as well. Network with the your classmates within your class, but also step out and network with the other MOSs because you can be a first sergeant for a maintenance company or you can be a maintainer and be a first sergeant for an operations company. Tell us about one of the latest changes to the curriculum. Sergeant First Class Dart. There's really five phases to the execution of this uh, FTX. So they initially receive the order and then they begin their MDMP slash TLP procedures. Um, once they're done that, they'll um, start to begin their mission rehearsals where they'll actually go out and train on warrior task and battle drills and really hammer down what those soldierly fundamental techniques are that we haven't trained on in a long time as leaders. Then they'll go into a sand table where they'll actually brief cadre on what their plan is about 24 hours prior to execution. 12 hours prior to execution, we'll transition into the fourth phase, which is um, bringing everyone together and conducting what's known as uh, PCCs and PCIs or P 12 hours after that, they'll go into execution. They'll go out to the field. They'll actually uh, occupy a TAA and then they may or may not get attacked by Op 4, depending on what the situation is looking like. And then after that, uh, we have conduct an AAR just like every other Army training, and then the soldiers graduate. So it's a great training environment. Um, really, 
focuses and hammers in the aspects of large-scale combat operations and a culminating event of everything they've learned throughout the course uh, wrapped all up into one. Sorry, first class Graham here. Students are also able to attain their FOE credentialing for an object elimination. The opportunities are really endless, and I think that may be something that differentiates us. Thank you for listening to this episode of the USACE 8, brought to you by the United States Army Aviation Center of Excellence.